captain, but you can't seriously walk in this play. Hey, Shant, what are you looking for? Off, Change of bowler, batsman. New bowler's coming. Right arm over. from the members end genuine fast bowler good record and very good strike rate well bowled asked the question of Billy's given him big wicket Pakistan he's got him in front LBW and all of a sudden it's one for six over and here we are episode five and I told you I would get the emu's neck staying up nice and straight didn't I Boydie look now people can actually <laughs> see what the hat was rather than the sorry thing that you attempted <laughs> last week sorry anyway, <laughs> I'll explain what this is later on I've got an absolute cracking story for it too uh, involves a World Cup tournament in Barbados, though. So, as you can see, we popped into the WACA just to check out what's been going on. Um, you know, we're just we're actually nicely here, right arm over from the southern end, as you can see. Hence, why we picked this position, Boydy. So, but yeah, it's good to be back at the home of cricket, isn't it, Boydy? It sure is. It's looking quite nice. We've got nice blue sky out there today, which is uh, pretty nice for all our viewers that are overseas and uh, in India and wherever else. But uh, it's all going pretty well. What's been happening? Well, I mean, another big win for the B grade on the weekend, by the way, for Zip. But um, the thing that's been happening, mate, is that I've been a bit nervous about interviewing someone pretty high profile. But Oof, um, yeah, but, you no know, doubt. You say high profile, but the bloke's just like man, you, isn't he? He's a nice bloke. Well, I was, you know, I was shaking for a while there. I was a little bit nervous, but uh, and I don't get nervous easily. But uh, that was the magnitude of the guest. And I'm going to rip that thing off your head soon. But, um, yeah, no, it's exciting times. And what a guest we've got. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's coming up. We won't, are we going to give it away yet? No, we'll, we'll leave them hanging for just a little bit longer. Tell us what's on the show. We're covering a little bit uh, on this show coming up, aren't we? We are, mate. We've got all our usual segments. We've got chin music. We've got quick singles. We've even got a really good back in my day. From our uh, our main man, oh, which is what? pretty exciting, and what obviously a, what a back in my day. Oh, and obviously the uh, the main guest himself. As, and you can also listen to us to dribble shit for however long. Hey, it's all good. Language, Sorry, dribble. I keep talking about children watching this podcast. So it's the young guys out there, you know, and the young females. I mean, you, the women's twenty twenty is going absolutely off at the moment. But damn kangaroo, I'm getting a warm head. But anyway, um, well let's. 
the next guest is a bit of a legend and there's a reason why we've chosen to come and hunt him down at the Wacker, but he's actually not here. We ended up having to call him on the phone because, uh, well, we're idiots because we thought he'd be at the Wacker, but he's not. He's in Canberra, of course, the coach of the Australian team. Um, a lot of tests. Just before you go there, so yeah. we were originally going to go, we thought, stuff it. Let's go the singleton cricket coach himself. Yeah. But then you said, you know what? Chris Loveridge. Yeah. yeah, let's let's go one better. And technically, we've probably gone 15 better. So, Lizzie, please announce who we got. Yeah, sorry, lovers, mate. I went straight to the top. <laughs> the Australian cricket coach. Of, of course, already people are going, stop it, really? Yes, of course, it's Justin Langer. That's it. Um, we've, he gave us some, a quick um, snippet of his time, didn't he, um, um, Boydie? And some absolute cracking responses there, including a glowing endorsement. And I was um, clambering for the Twitter feed um, and the Insta feed because some of the big names, Kane Williamson, you know, Virat Kohli. Virat Kohli. He reckons he was having a coffee with him the other day. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman, even, apparently. They're all getting around right arm over. So it's exciting times. Global. Um, so look, uh, hang around for that. Of course, it's a phone hookup. We had to pre-record, so we'll, we'll be putting that up very soon. Um, although, hang on, we're right back. I think that's him calling now. Right, I'm over. The next guest we have is um, a rather large one and probably one we didn't really expect this early in the piece, um, Boydie, but uh, 105 tests. Um, 7,696 runs, an average of 45. He's probably heard this a million times in the amount of things he, he um, goes to and the time he gives up. High score of 250, we probably all remember that one. Uh, 23 tons and 30 50s. He, he really doesn't need much more of an introduction because he's an absolute legend. Justin Langer, of course. JL, how are you? I'm good, Jens. How are you? Good, thanks, mate. Keeping busy over there? Yeah, busy over Rather than just go through what's happened already in the summer, rah, 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 can we 
is there something that you're looking forward to coming up this this summer at all? Is there something stick out for you where you're actually pretty pumped for? I always loved the Boxing Day test. Um, it's been... When my eldest daughter Jess was 14, I think she'd been 13 of her first 14 years, she'd been at a Boxing Day test match. So, so many great memories, um, not only as a player, but I went straight into coaching with the Australian team, straight out of retiring from first-class cricket. So, uh, Boxing Day test is brilliant. We're playing New Zealand, and they're always a... Um, you know, the old Anzac brothers are always very competitive and they're a tough opposition. So if I look forward, there's some big cricket coming up, but the Boxing Day test is always one that I'm really fond of. Um, now, right arm over the podcast, it's swept. It's, it's gone global, JL. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I've, I've got win that. Boydie's got a bit of a cult following. Now, if you, if you picture Boydie, he's like a pudgy Gary Ablett. Um, look alike. Um, even, I'm even thinking the Mean Machine um, back in the day, you know, the swim relay team. Right. He looks, although he doesn't look very good in budgies. But have you heard about the podcast, mate? And I've, I know I've been bombarding with a few links, but have you caught any of the action? I, look, well, I was with Virat Coley a few weeks ago and he told me all about it. Uh, you know, Steve Smith has been telling me about it. Kane Williamson in New Zealand, he's just saying... I was with Hugh Jackman in New York a few weeks ago and he told me all about it. So, yeah, unbelievable. Even, even I was on stage with Bradley Cooper a couple of months ago and he told me all about it as well. So, mate, yeah, it's all happening. Rihanna from Jamaica, she's told me about it. You guys are seriously legends, though, straight up. Global. Yeah, Boydie's um, friends here. Global. Getting into a frenzy here, JL. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll throw him up. One other thing, though. I, I'm trying to picture Boydie, a pudgy Gary Ablett, you said, but he's also in the... In the, the main machine, mate. In the main machine. Now, I don't reckon the main machine had much fun. Uh, they, they were pretty lean, pretty lean and mean. I'm not sort of a, a pudgy Gary Ablett, but I'm sort of picturing what you're saying. I'm all leg spin too, mate. Don't worry about it. It's all good. You so you're sort, of, you're sort of more like Shane Warne than the <laughs> main machine, then, is what you're saying. Exactly. All right, all right. so this is one of my favourite segments, mate, and it's called Quick Singles. So uh, I'm going to throw about 10 or so questions at you. Just give us, I don't know, 30 seconds, whatever you want to do, uh, and we'll work our way down the list. So uh, question number one, what's your best memory from your career? Oh, we won 16 straight test matches, and it was just an unbelievable period because when you're winning, you're having lots of parties and you're playing with some great players. So probably winning 16 straight test matches. Yeah, winning is good. All right, number two, best story from your playing days, on or off the field? Oh, I'll make a living doing this. I haven't got enough time. I haven't got enough time. Best story, um, it has to be my first test match uh, against the mighty West Indies, but I literally, and it was David, batting with David Boone, I literally haven't got enough time on this podcast to tell you, because it goes about 25 minutes now. I get people up on stage, I've got the... You know, I talk in the West Indian lingo, it's a classic. Oh, it's good, it's good. But, yeah, it's a long story and I can't do it justice right now. That's fair, no worries. Number three, before a game, what was your preparation like? Well, it had to be PK chewies. It couldn't be extras, it couldn't be juicy fruit, it couldn't be red leaves. It had to be two PK chewies and they had to sit on the top of my bat. So, and they couldn't sit next, they wouldn't be able to sit next to my bat or... They had to be, the two two had to be sitting on the top of the handle of my bat. I had a, a, had a glass of water or a plastic cup of water. Couldn't be full, it had to be about a quarter. 
that. So call me a psycho. And the last bit of the routine was two PKs in the mouth, a sip of water, out amongst it. Bang, with your best, mate. All right. Any, oh, that was your superstition. So uh, Craig Simmons is one of the biggest and heaviest names to come out of the Peel region. Do you have any good stories from his time at the Perth Scorchers? Oh, Craig Simmons, oh, a legend, absolute legend. Um, I saw him, the, the, the great story about Simo, I can't, the, the night before, I think it was the third game he played for the Scorchers, we brought him back in, I love Simo, he's a ripping bloke around the group, he, he can smack it, uh, but he's a ripping bloke. But I was actually, read. this is a true story, I was ringing him up to tell him he was dropped for the fourth game or fifth game or third, I can't remember, for the next day. But as I was talking to him, someone else was batting from one of the other teams and left over and I was smacking it all over the place. And I was saying to Simo, mate, are you watching the beer? He goes, yeah, yeah, I'm watching it. I said, mate, that's what we want you to do, just smack him. And then I was about to deliver the, but unfortunately, I didn't ever get another chance at it because we just had to drop you, mate. And he just, before I could say that, he goes, I'm nearly there, JL. Just give me one more chance. I'm nearly there. I'd get a bit of coming away. And he got 100 the next day. So it made me look like a legend. For Everyone said, you've got to drop him. He's useless. And uh, But he, we gave him another crack at that, and he helped us win a, um, win a big bash. So a ripping bloke, um, a bloody talented player. I was stealing when he left for the strikers, but he helped us win that uh, French, uh, that big bash season. So I'm always indebted to him for what he did for us. He can absolutely whack him, the big fella. He's still going pretty well for Rocky Mandra too, just quietly. Yeah, right. I'm sure he is. I, I, I watch the uh, results every week and he's always chiming in. For sure. All right, who was the biggest party animal in your playing days? This might surprise us here, but I reckon Gilly. Uh, only when we won a, when, when we won a test match. So it, was, it, was, it must be a wicket-keeping thing because early in my career, Ian Healy, you've never, ever seen anyone like it. And he was uber professional and then you'd win a test and he'd party for a few days. It was almost like his release and then he got back in. And then Gilly took over the mantle. Not only is a great player, but probably the number one party machine, especially after you won a game. Yeah, right. Rightio. I didn't expect that one. All right. Um, your hardest opponent? I'd say it was a Mac. Oh, this too, actually. It was a Mac round as a fast bowler. Unbelievable. He had a, you know, both fast. He could swing them both ways. Quick bumper, short run up. Um, brilliant. And also morally, I think morally sent me closer to depression than any other player because I just couldn't work him out. And for it came, but when it came out of his fingers, I knew it was an off spinner and spinning it away from me. But because of his action, it looked like he was by the leggy. So he was an absolute brain, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. He was good. A bit like myself, lazy. Um, all right, when you were playing that test in Hobart and Shoalbacta knocked out your tooth, I want to know, what were you thinking when he was at the top of his run-up about to run in? <laughs> Bring it on, baby. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Bring it on, baby. You know, I used to love it. And that, that was an amazing test match. And to, to bat with my great mate, Gilly, and to get us over the line, or he did anyway, it was, um, yeah, it was unbelievable. And to this day, JL, is that where the don't rub it comes from? Because I'm sure for many a suburban cricketer, when they they cop one, it's always don't rub it. And I just, yeah, we, we still say thing. in the test team, do not rub it. <laughs> if you get hit, there's like a, I always thought bruises were like a badge of honour. So, um, yeah, I, no, yeah, don't rub it. Don't rub it in front of me, I tell you. 
right, this is my last one for quick singles. All right, so for all those aspiring young kids out there who listen to Right Arm Over, what would be your piece of advice to them if they want to reach the heights that you have been able to achieve? Yeah, following your heroes. I reckon when I was a kid, I had um, lots of heroes, whether it was Kim Hughes or Alan Border or Rod Marsh or Dennis Lilly or Keith Richards. So follow your heroes. Watch what they do. Um, if you get the opportunity to meet them, talk to them, learn from them. And then, so that, that's part of having a big dream. I mean, you dream to be like one of your heroes and then just work your backside off. You know, there's, there's no other... There's no other, there's no magic to it. They're great players. They work so hard on their skills and their talent, and that's why they have success. Now, JL, I know you've got a bit of a um, love of Mandurah and the Peel region, and and from the days when I used to bump into you, obviously working, um, we used to always talk about maybe going out netting on a Wednesday when they had the net. Oh, how good! On. How, how good! Continue. How good! In the hard entry there. I know. Do you want to just quickly talk about um, how often you can get, you get down here and, and why you've got such a connection with Mandra? Yeah, we, I used to. Mum and Dad used to always have a house in Hall's Head of you know, little little beach shacks, and I got asked this the other day what my favourite childhood memory was, and um, I remember we used to go just out in the estuary there uh, near the old bridge, and we used to go and um, get you cobbler. You know, we had the spotlight. That's when the estuary used to be full of cobbler. But I was just—I just remember going with my dad. I used to get you a cobbler out of the boat, mate. It was that yeah. much fun. And then and blue manor crabs. So um, I, I always said I'd love to one day. And Minnow, great Minnow, had had a place on the Mandra Canals. So yeah. I went from Hallshead Beach Shack to then visiting Minnow on the Mandra Canals. And one of my dreams as a player, one of my great goals, was to have a house on the Mandra Canals one day. So. I was lucky to do that. I've still got it. I love nothing more than uh, dropping. The first thing I do, I get the red rooster chips on the way <laughs> past our joint. And then, I, if it, depending on the time, I get a coffee or I get a Corona, and I put the crab nets out of my um, off the jetty. And I literally—that's my favourite thing in the world. I don't, a funny thing was, I, I went netting a few, uh, last summer. I get down very, not very often, but. Yeah. I went netting and it was like the best fun ever, except they scared the life out of me because there's these bloody stingrays nicking our mullet, weren't they? So I was walking out to pick up the mullet and these stingrays, I wasn't getting back in. I was letting the, the season pros, I was a wuss after, I was sat in the boat and had a beer and watched them get past the stingrays. Mate, the first time you see one of those, yeah. You're Mate, how scary. Pretty quick. Yeah. Um, we won't talk too much about the ashes, but just very quickly, Smitty, Steve Smith, I know we might probably look back. I know looking back, obviously, Ricky Ponting, for mine, is an unbelievable batsman, you know, and then there's been periods before when, you know, obviously there's Sachin and, you know, you talk... People have thrown the Don's name up there. How do you coach someone like him? No, you don't. That's the point. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, it's one of my greatest... This is a, Well, there's two stories about Steve Smith that I'll share. One, when I first became a coach... My first overseas tour was to New Zealand, and it's still used, was still playing. He, um, and he and Simon Cadditch had to chase some runs, and at lunch, Steve Smith said to me, as a young coach, uh, mate, you mind putting something in the bowling machine for me? I said, yeah, no worries, mate. So I went over, put him in for 45 minutes or so. I walked back into the change room and said to Ricky Ponting and to Tim Nielsen, the coach, if this bloke ever plays test cricket, I'm, I'm not here, because he cannot bat. So how, you, how good a judge do you reckon I am? 
absolutely no idea. True story. And then one of the greatest moments of all, don't worry about the, the big bash finals or the one-day finals or... Steve Smith actually, because I throw and balls to him for hours and hours and hours, and he actually, I gave him some advice, and he said, after about five or six balls, he walked down and he said, thanks for that, coach. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's the first time he's ever talked to me about batting. I've got little tingles up and down my spine. He actually, he actually spoke to me about the... Uh, he said, don't coach him. He hits so many balls. You think about Mike Hussey and Matthew Hayden and Michael Clark, the guys who hit millions. He hits, if they hit a million, he hits two million. It's unbelievable. You've never seen anyone hit more balls and practice like he does. So you let him go and he works it out. That's just great talent. Yeah, I've heard you talk about that just when you first came to WA, the amount of balls they were hitting versus what you were used to as Australian batting coach. It was just, you know, like Ricky Ponting, you know, Hussey hitting, you know, close to 2,000 a week. So, obviously, his so rate is just... Even more. So, if, yeah. if, the, if the best I've ever seen hit 2,000, hits 4,000. You've no. literally never seen anything like it. I was on the treadmill the other day in Melbourne a few two nights ago, and I'd just finished my run on the treadmill, and he jumped on after me. And this is no joke, he, he was yeah. running hard on the treadmill and after every, you know, he's doing intervals or something. And then, he, you know, the hard bits of the treadmill, yeah. you know, that you stand off when you're having a rest. He was on that shadow batting in front of the mirror. So he literally shadow bats everywhere. If he's in the lunchroom or the, if he's at breakfast or he's in the shower, he's just shadow bats the whole time, mate. You've never, ever met a bloke who loves batting more. So if you ask for advice for the kids as well, there you go. It's about... You just gotta love it, and he just loves it as much as anyone I've ever met. All right, Mr. Langer. Now, as club cricketers, we're always getting pressure from the missus about how long cricket takes and when we'll be home after games, etc. My question mm. is, how do you keep Mrs. Langer happy when you're away for so long at a time? She's probably happy on my way for such a long time. <laughs> Uh, but it's a, no, it's a good it's a good question. I uh, I've just been away for five months, and I saw the girls flew over for two weeks. So um, we FaceTime each other, other with the girls, you know, every morning, every night. So I keep connected. But uh, one of the best things was when I became Australia West Australian coach, I used to go down on a Saturday and watch club cricket. Right? I love I love going to watch club cricket, sit on the hill, have a diet coke, and talk to the coaches or whatever. And, my, and that, back then, Sue would say to me, mate, what are you doing? Like, club cricket. I go, babe, it's my job. So it's classic. Yeah. So I even, had to, I even could get away with it then. I'd tell her, babe, it's my job. Like, stop hassling me. This is my job now, right? So um, so I used, to, I used to get that smile on the face. She knew I was pulling one over. But yeah, I used to love watching club cricket. <laughs> I love cricket full stop, actually. Don't we all? All right, Mr. Langer. Now, also, this is one of my other favourite segments. We're coming to an end here, mate. So we're almost there. So this is called Tin Music, and it's pretty much one-word answers. So I'm going to ask you a few, and uh, just hit me back with whatever you reckon. Are you ready? All right. Let's go. What do you like best, T20, ODIs, or tests? All of it. (laughs) All right. When you're batting, to face, pace, or spin? Pace. Who was the best ledger back in your playing days? Important skill or determination? Determination. 
Does Marcus Stoinis really hit the gym before he goes out to bat? <laughs> Get him on your podcast. Yeah, we're going to have to ask him. <laughs> all right. Uh, out of all the grounds in the world, which one puts on the best lunch spread? Lord's. Oh. Has Mitch Marsh got the biggest head you've ever seen? Best bloke. He's an absolute legend, Mitchie. And his nickname, um, I believe, from the... Uh, I think he's when he went to the Under-19s Australian Cup, uh, World Cup over in South Africa. And most down-ass bloke, Mitchie. And, yeah, I think it's Bison. Isn't that what the boys um, gave him over there? They're pretty brilliant. Yeah, he's got, he, he, has, he has got a big melon. But I'll tell you the funny thing about Mitch, and yeah. I've said this a few times recently, is that all the people, he's got a lot of haters out there, and he said it. You know, they booed him at the MC. They're one of the worst things I've ever seen in Australian sport. They booed Mitch last year. The stupid, the ironic thing, everyone who boos him and writes bad things about if they knew him for one minute, he'd be their best mate. Yeah, exactly. Because he is, he is best mates to everyone. He is one of the greatest blokes, like his old man and like, and like his oh, brother, Sean. No. Best blokes best blokes in the world, mate. So it makes me sick when I hear people criticise him. I hate it. Oh, look, when, when Smithy and Warner were getting booed in, in England as well, it was just... Right now. 
Right, mate. Well, I know you got to get going, and look, really appreciate the time, and um, you're a cracking fella, JL. Good luck for the rest of the summer, and um, hope you get those uh, nets in the water soon down here in Mandra. Thanks, guys. Have a good Christian. I'll uh, I'll be down at Mandra, so I can't wait. Thanks, JL. Good on you, mate. See you, guys. Thanks a lot. See you, mate. Yeah. Right arm over, and we're back, Lizzie, and we want to thought we'd talk about the Peel Country Cup team and the absolute shellacking that they got uh, against the... Who were they playing against? The Country 11? So it's the Invitational 11, Boydy. Um, yeah, so it's a great concept, I think, from the WACA and the WA Country Cricket Board. So um, they have an in, uh, invited team. Um, and what a team it was. And it sort of equals up the numbers as well in the pools so they didn't have to have buys and stuff like that. So, yeah, Aaron Barrage, 151. Unbelievable knock off. And, 162 uh, balls or something. Oh, he whacked, I think he whacked them everywhere. Apparently, I was talking to the, the, uh, the Peel skipper, Hutchie, the other day, and he was saying it was just ridiculous. He said he was in the field, obviously being the skipper, and he could not do anything. They were ramping. They were bloody lap. They were, you know, reverse sweeping. He said he actually bowled pretty well. Not nervous for 60, but he reckons that he just, whatever they did, they just whacked them. So what do you do? Not nervous for 60, ouch. And can we talk a bit about um, his mentality for bowling first oh. and then copping um, none for 230? So the other day in his podcast, uh, I, yeah, Chin Music, I asked him, I said, win the toss and, and his response was, always bat, mate, always bat. So then on the weekend... He wins the toss and he chooses to bowl. What's going on, Tim? Fair dinkum. Win the toss and bowl. Win the toss and bowl. <laughs> and they were none for win about 200. Toss, win the toss. Win the toss and bowl. That's what we were chanting when we were in Barbados, Matt. When India uh, won the toss and bowled against Australia. Australia went out there, none for 100 with Watson and Water teeing off. Uh, 2010 T20 World Cup in Barbados. Did we and win I that? We there. did, didn't we? No, we made the final and lost to England. And then we won the female, um, well, the girls won directly after in their final. So we won, well, we won half of the tournament in that we won one of the cups. Now, mm. this brings me to this story about this horn. So we'll get it a bit closer for the broadcast camera there. Now, in the first day that we got to Barbados, because it's double headers, two games at a time. So you'd rock up at 8am at the stadium, get in there, 9am start, then the next game would go after that. And then... Uh, drinking beers from the start? Well, you had 10 drink tokens and two meal tokens for the day. And we were in the party stand. You go in, there was an above ground swimming pool. Um, huge, just all sand because they trucked in sand. So it was like a big beach. And then there was big deck chairs everywhere. Bar. It was pretty cool. Oh, getting and loose. Right down onto the fence. And it was, um, and obviously in, in Barbados, mate, it's about, um, it's cheaper for the spirits. Uh, than for the juice. So, like over there in the shops, you go and buy a bottle of spirits and it's a dollar US for a whole bottle, whereas juice is $4 a, a bottle. So, and obviously you were drinking. Drink was enough. Obviously, you were drinking responsibly because you would have had a lot of water. Anyway, uh, so yeah. that first day, they did this competition because they had a huge big stage and a steel drum band behind it. And the loudest fan on the day got invited up onto the stage and they got a prize pack and got to choose the next song. So halfway through the second inning, Shannon Noll, because we were bowling second, and I'll never forget this because it involves Dirk Nannis. Um, because there's only five of us Australians, and obviously 
there's heaps of other different nationalities, but we made our mark. Um, but I won and I got invited up and I've got my prize pack with the horn in it. And then they've just gone, oh, choose a song. And if you had five seconds on the spot to choose any song in the world and you're in... What about me, Shannon? You're in Barbados with a steel drum band behind you. Okay, Backstreet Boys, I want it that way. Oh, my God. Come on, mate. That's a belter. I went with Bob Marley, Get Up, Stand Up. And I tell you what, it was that good. So I I walked up on the stage as this band were going, yeah. And I'm doing this one down on the stage just as Dirk Nannis walks up to Fine Leg. And he looks up at me just going, Oh, just shaking. Who is this idiot? Absolute gold. Anyway, I'm like, yeah. (laughs) The rest of the night. Next day, thinking I'm really special. Next day, rock up, 8 a.m. There's a dude out on the corner. They're everywhere, giving out free horns. (laughs) So I had to earn mine, and everyone else got a free one. Good story. I like it. Um, Yeah, anyway, moving on. So the Peel Peel Country Cup. what was it? They made like 320 or something off their 50 overs. Got, they got absolutely pants, to be fair. Mm. They had a pretty good side, didn't they? See how made 113. Oh, yeah, I mean. Burridge won 50-something. And then, like, uh, Bevan Bennell barely even batted. Well, that's an interesting name that you say there, C. Um, is that his name or is his surname Gull? No, uh, it's how. See how. Oh, see how. Or Callum Howe, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, he lives up in there. I don't know, somewhere up, get, up there. Did you catch that dad joke, though? No, I missed it. Sorry. I'm not a dad yet. You said C. Give me how. a couple I of said, days. Well, he wasn't saying go. I still don't get it. C. Go. Oh, good one. Uh, never funny when you have to explain it. No, they're not at all. Um, I just feel like I want to run. Yeah, so, you know, the Peel guys went out to bat. They had to chase 312 or something. Poor old Hutchie got nothing. Uh, Brycey, 12. And then, uh, what, Mitchie? Mitchie Shellen batted pretty well. I think made a quick 38-ish. And even Bosey chipped in with a few runs at the end there. Not out, too. So, Dan Abel whacked a few as well. He made a 40, I think. But uh, at the end of the day, they didn't quite get there. And uh, they were lost by, I don't know, maybe 70 or 80 runs. Absolutely magnificent knock by Abel. 44 not out. Looks like he held it up. Mitch Shallum getting a few. Ian Bowes chipping in with some, some runs. But, yeah, I think, you know, 9 for 2.12 versus Invitation 11. I mean, they didn't give up at least and they made a bit of a fight of it. But that is still a bit of a pantsing, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that is... Uh, whenever you're chasing 300, it's never good. Trust me. I, yeah, we're no good. So... Mm. Uh, it is what it is, and hopefully they can uh, bounce back. I think they might play Albany down bloody there, which will be, you know, do you fly down there these days, or yeah, <laughs> how far away is it? Probably. Hey, it's Brady from Ruda, Ruda. Hey, what about Lazy? Some of your fans, mate. Hey, guys, yeah, maybe later I'll give you yeah. a uh, signature, but anyway, we are calm global, aren't we? Fair income. And you're the one requesting what about me? Well, it's a good song. Um, Bryce Evans will back me up there, but uh, it's all good. Anyway, um, I think we're almost done here, Lazy. especially with – I'm going to rip that thing off your head. Um, so. and good luck as well, uh, um, Boydy, obviously with the, the pending birth. Um, the best bit of advice is no matter what anyone tells you, nothing can prepare you. Well, i got a funny story. I know we're probably running out of time, but hey, let's let's just do it. I was, we were lying in bed the other night and we were flicking through the, uh, the TV 
and uh, on come one, one born every minute. And Jesus, that show is absolutely horrifying. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not keen at all. Uh, I'm more scared than she is. So speed train, if you're watching, which you probably are or listening, good luck. I'll be there to support you, but yeah, I'm not looking forward to it. All right. Well, that's right. I'm over. Um, you know, what a show. Wow. Justin Langer, episode five, the roller coaster continues, Jay Boyd. And um, I've got a few uh, new segments in the pipeline, uh, the sledging segment. Um, I've been working on a, a few little things for that. Yeah. was over. I had quite a few of the lads over Saturday night, actually still picking up the pieces, to be honest. Um, but yeah, uh, I played them quite a few of this blooper style material, unreleased material that you keep shutting me down on. I do. Um, yeah. But one day there will be a like a, a B side album released, and I tell you what, that'll be that'll be popular. Everyone will be over it, or they'll be all over it. Like Boydie on a on two beers on a Saturday night, the teapot screamer. Now look at this. You don't get much better, do you, Boydie? So we might as well just maybe go to the um, the flying egg, um, which is the fine leg bar, of course, at the Wacker. Oh, of course, yeah. Reaction and a couple of free beers or what? Uh, a couple of diet cokes, I think. Just. Um, yeah. Drink responsibly, all you young kids out no, there. No, yeah, of course. So <laughs> I don't know why you keep referring to young people watching this podcast. So we have a very select and elite. Um, anyway, big shout out to Virat, uh, Kane Williamson, um, also Hugh. Um, look, my wife and my mother-in-law love you. So if you could send us a bit of a tweet, mate, I'd be in the good books. I'd appreciate that marriage, uh, marriage deposit. I need a few points in there. Um, how's your um, points balance going, mate, with your marriage? Do you need a few extra? No, I'm killing it. I'm, I'm yeah, killing it. At the moment. You guys all good. Yeah, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. All right, then. That's right. Now we're, now we're dribbling. We're so dribbling. Let's, let's wrap it up. I've got a habit of that. Let's so. wrap it up. Why don't you wrap it up, actually, since okay. it's your last show before it up. as a single man? As a single man. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'll come back as a hopefully a brand new dad. And, um, not single man. Oh, you know what I mean. I'm not. Oh, she is. I bugger that When you're at a wedding, though, when you do the the um, bridal games you go um if you are not married you're still single but you're married so that yeah, yeah that makes no sense i, I bugger that up yeah um, <laughs> you're not anyway let's just call it thanks for that <laughs> i'll see you soon well i know he's a captain but you can't seriously like him as a player hey what are you looking for off some change of bowler batsman new bowler's coming right arm over some uh, shit on the end of your bat. No, no, the other end. <laughs> Bold Macca. Keys are in the bowl. Swinging hard. Good Bardo. Well bowled. Couldn't hit it off a teammate. Hey, Sausage, this bloke been auditioning for the river dance. <laughs> Sponges are out, boys. Soak those runs up. 
This bloke premeditated blocks every ball. Scorebook's looking like a dot to dot. Yeah, put that one in your podcast. <laughs>